0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the What We Think podcast. Today, we have a really exciting episode about the upcoming presidential
1: election. To get some more perspective on this topic, we invited two amazing guests with us today, Asma and Marcel. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves a little
0: bit, maybe say like your age, where you're from, and a little bit about your background in politics. Uh, Marcel, do you want to go first?
2: Okay, sure, Definitely. Um, yeah, so my name is Marcel. I'm 18 years old. I'm from New Jersey. I actually have a website. It's called The Political Dropout. Um, we have an Instagram channel, a YouTube channel, and you know I've been doing it for about seven months. And you know I got into it because uh, I feel like the values and morals that I hold aren't as you know spoken about in society today. So mm-hmm. you know with, with time, uh, I just started writing articles, making videos, and here we are. Thank you guys for having me on the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. of course. It's, we're excited to talk about this because we're going to be talking about the 2020 election. Very mm-hmm. interesting topic. All right, Asma, what about you? Um, hi, guys. I'm Asma. I'm 17 years old, senior in high school. Um, I live in Washington. Um, I first really got into politics in 10th grade. I joined my school's ACLU club, and which this year I'm co-president of. And besides that, like I think like a lot of people, I got into politics after the 2016 election when Trump was elected. And, yeah, just been doing a lot of work with my nice school clubs and stuff. That's fun. Okay. So now that we know and everyone's been introduced, we're going to kind of continue on with one of the traditions that we have on this podcast. At the start of every episode, we do life updates. So while me and Madeira say ours, you guys can think of a couple. Um, I can go first. Um, so this weekend, I com- I – reorganized all the furniture in my bedroom it was very interesting i did it at like 11 at night it was kind of very spontaneous but i <laughs> like how it looks i'm excited to see what it's going to be like and i finally kind of caved in and got like the led lights so we'll see how those i'm look so too.
1: excited to see those in your room oh my god so i'm not gonna do fun of me for so long for having mine but i think they're okay.
0: great i'm not gonna do like crazy colors though i'm just gonna have it to like because my room i only have one light in my room so it's like super dark but we'll see how that goes what yeah. about you mandira
1: um uh for me i just have a little rant to say about um pumpkin spiced cold brews i'm drinking one right now because i think sara knows that whenever i do a podcast and i'm not like severely like caffeinated ca- yeah caffeinated <laughs> i'm very bored i'm gonna, like falling asleep so i got mine but it's so disgusting i start like gagging whenever i drink it but
0: yeah i agree i absolutely despise any pumpkin spice fall flavored drinks
1: they just They're no. terrible terrible <sighs> anyways okay marcel do you have a life update
2: yeah so um you know this weekend i uh was able to record a cool video you know it was a video i was thinking about doing for like a, a few a few weeks now i went mm-hmm. on a college campus and i spoke with some you know some students and asked them a question mm-hmm. uh and what was cool about it is because you know i got a team of uh I got a camera guy, and I had uh, one of my other friends. We came, we got together, we did it, and you know we all had a good day. Went to Buffalo Wild Wings afterwards, and had a good time. You know,
0: that's no? fine. That's cool. Yeah, it was nice. Right. It was nice. What about you? That sounds like a good weekend. Uh, my weekend. Has- significantly uh, less interesting um I helped my older sister paint her room last week which was fun um I met up with a friend who I haven't seen in over a year yesterday which was really God. interesting That's so, fun. yeah okay
1: that's
0: pretty cr- that's pretty good um so let's go into our First question, it's a little loaded. And so since this episode is all about the 2020 election, I think a good place to start is which candidate each of you supports, Biden or Trump, and why?
2: Okay, um, so I'll, I'll go first. if that's all right? Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, as a conservative, I'm going to be support. I'm going to be voting for uh, Donald Trump this year. Um, it's be my first time voting for somebody, but I'm going to be really happy to uh, you know, vote for Donald Trump. I, I, you know, I, I like him because I think that he puts America first. I think he believes in the same like morals and values that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's just done a good job in the country for the past, past three and a half years that he's been here. I think he's done more than any other president, uh, or more than a lot of presidents in the past. So, um, he's going to be getting my, not, he's going to get my vote this, this year.
0: All right. That's a good place to start. And what about Asma? Um, well I'm seventeen. I don't turn eighteen till next June, so I'm not can't like, you know, physically vote. But I'm supporting Biden in the election. And he wasn't really, you know, my first choice, like in the with out of all the democratic, like potential candidates. But honestly my main reason for the vote is better than Trump. Like, you know, settle for Biden and all.
1: <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah.
0: And Madeira and I were gonna try to be like moderators for this uh podcast. So we're not gonna try to um Make any arguments for each any of them, rather like try to poke holes in each other's arguments or try to find things to say. But um, do do you still want to say like who you support?
1: Oh yeah, I mean the thing is like living where we do, I we don't know that many people who like are conservative. So like my Mm -hmm. family is very like liberal, and yeah, I mean yeah, I
0: guess yeah, because we live in Seattle in the Seattle area, which is like super liberal. But it was actually really interesting. A couple months ago, I went for, like, the PAGE program that mm-hmm. our state does. And there was a bunch of kids from eastern Washington. A lot of them, it's, like, completely opposite. They're, a lot of them are also, they're mainly Republicans, which makes sense. But it was interesting. And I'm, um, yeah, I'm yeah, I am have, like, more Democratic tendencies, I guess. <laughs> Anyways. Funny. Let's move into the first question. I think let's start out with the presidential debate that happened. And Mm -hmm. you guys, like, don't be, like, afraid to, like, wait for someone to call on you. Just keep talking because this is more of, like, a conversation. Yeah, of course. So we'll move on to uh, what did you guys think about the debate? I was slightly concerned coming out of it.
2: I mean, you know, I... I watched the full um, hour and a half of it. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people. It's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, I I tuned out after forty five minutes. I just couldn't stand it anymore. But in all <laughs> honesty, I, I I did enjoy it. You know, I, I you do like it. Cause look, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to remember um, what Donald Trump does. He, he entertains a lot of people, and were you guys entertained? It was entertaining, it whether was it was good or bad. It was entertaining. It <laughs> kept your eyes peeled. It felt like the Super Bowl. And on all, in all honesty, I'm sure yeah. the um, ratings were through the roof. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think he may have been a little bit aggressive towards you know Joe Biden. Um, I think also like the whole uh, moderator of Chris Wallace. You know, I feel like there could have been a better person to moderate the yeah, debate.
0: Yeah. He was yeah. absolutely not prepared.
2: Yeah, it's just, and it's just you gotta have somebody that knows how to control a personality, mm-hmm. you know, like, like Donald Trump. Because you know, w- regardless of who's gonna be moderating the debate, is it's gonna be a one v one v one. It's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be one heck of a battle. So yeah. I, I, in all honesty, I, I like the debate. I think it was interesting. I cannot wait for the second one.
0: Yeah. Um, will. mm-hmm. Uh, so like you're saying, it was entertaining, but I think like that's the reason that I was honestly like disgusted because this is like a debate. It's not an episode of like Gossip Girl. It's not supposed to be entertaining. Like he, they were targeting each other personally. Like he talked about you know his um uh, Biden son, and Biden went like, called him a clown. Which, you know I may personally agree with but they're like they presidential candidates. I felt like it should have been you know more professional, and more civil. Like yes, it's a debate. Yes, they're competitors, but it's not about you know their own drama towards each other
1: yeah Uh, i was like personally a little shocked at like Mm -hmm. the level of like i don't know it was just like very i mean i haven't been childish childish, kindergartner behavior maybe but also just like i've never been one to like watch debates like like in general and this was like the first one i watched and i was like i had no idea this is like how Mm -hmm. it would be it's very surprising
0: yeah, I was very entertained. I laughed a lot during the thing. I, I, enjoyed I enjoyed the it. hour and a half of it. It was it was fun to watch. But um honestly, I for both Biden and Trump, I don't think they either of them did a very good job in this debate because, well, you know, Trump, he kind of did a lot of like attacking and Biden didn't really talk about any of his own policies. He kind of just said why Trump wouldn't be a good choice wasn't like exactly like the best way to go about the debate in my opinion. So that's kind of why I was thinking about the debate in terms of that. And also they didn't really like they weren't able to cover any of the topics that the debate moderator had set. For example, like they wanted to talk about uh justice. What what are what were the other topics? Race, the pandemic, but they weren't really able to talk about any of those because they spent a lot of time just like arguing and talking over each other
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah i really have to have like to see like their policies really like put out there and stuff mm-hmm.
2: yeah, without a doubt without a doubt
0: all right moving on we'll see what else what's the next question we'll talk let's start with
1: oh oh i i actually wanted to ask this question before mm-hmm. i wanted to ask who do you guys think like won if there's a winner in these sort of things but like who do you think won this debate and like why uh. would you think that
2: Mm-hmm. I, I think that, um, I personally think that Donald Trump won this debate and he, and here's why I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, you know, nobody won. It was just a, a fight between two bickering children. But in my opinion, I think that Donald Trump won only because he pointed out every single flaw in Joe Biden. Uh, I know, I know, um, you know, you guys touched upon a little bit about how he spoke about his son, about, mm-hmm. he spoke about Hunter. Um, I think that that's a big thing, you know, getting three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow is. It you know where that money come from? Why is that there? Right. That that's one big thing that nobody talks about. A lot of the things that the mainstream media does not touch upon. Donald Trump did. Um, mm-hmm. You also look about how Joe Biden he he went against three of his plans. He went against the fact that uh, you know he, he's like oh I support a law and, fo- a law and order uh, mm-hmm. and I support not defunding the police. When in reality he's gone on record saying opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to when he spoke about. um I think it was about socialized healthcare and the other thing he spoke about was also, um, it's slipping my mind right now. Um, but, maybe he touched upon, maybe he, uh, st- oh, the Green New Deal, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 exactly. Thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he used to say that he does support it and then in the debate he said he did not support it and it's just like, I like, a, you know, I, I want to I hear about somebody that sticks to their morals, right, mm-hmm. Or or sticks to their values. Like, okay, Look at Bernie Sanders, for example, right? I don't like his policies, right? But what I do respect mm-hmm. about him is that he's been in office and he's been saying the same thing since he got in, since he got out. Yeah. He's been preaching the same thing. So I can respect that about him. But mm-hmm. Joe Biden just flip-flops and tries to be the you know, person that the people will listen to, if that makes sense. People
0: want, yeah, the person that people want him to be. Any thoughts, Asma? Um, yeah, so I know you said you hate it when people say, you know, oh, ne- there was no winner. but I, I honestly think that it was, there was no clear winner because just both of them had like a lot of inaccuracies. Like you pointed out, Joe Biden's flip flopping. And like at one point, Donald Trump mentioned that the Portland sheriff was like totally supported him. And then immediately after the sheriff that um, included Portland tweeted that he does not support him at all, like there was a lot of inaccuracies within both of their arguments. So I don't think this is like, a, we could point out a
1: true winner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that question was definitely just to, like, see – how this debate can definitely be taken, like, in many different interpretations,
2: for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah, it was very interesting. I mean, I – I I wasn't, like – I wouldn't say I was surprised about how either of them – okay, no, I was surprised by how Joe Biden behaved. I wasn't surprised. I knew Trump was going to do that. I just didn't know he would be, like, so – just, like, attacking. But – I think the main thing that the debate highlighted about both candidates is that Trump, like, he says what he thinks will get the most attention. For example, when they were talking about climate change, this is, like, the one thing that really stuck out to me. He says that he wants, like, clean air and clean water. And then he also says that they're going to plant a billion trees, which, like, I know that it sounded like a very spur of a moment thing. And, like, that doesn't, like, go with anything that he was saying earlier or... So I just found that very interesting that he had um, said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I feel like that sort of relates to the fact that, you know, he his um, background isn't in politics, his background is in like, you know, like business and stuff like that, which is maybe why he's more trying to, you know, get people's attention versus, you know, focusing on actual points.
2: I actually, I actually like the fact that his background is not in uh, politics, you know, because mm-hmm. you have Joe Biden who has been in office for 47 years and. He's going against a lot of things he did say he used to be a part of. Like he used yeah. you know, like um like and I know it's like the generic cliche about, you know, uh what is it, criminal reform, but yeah. like he used yeah. to be he I mean he him as well as Kamala Harris were very big promoters of locking up black people. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: yeah the, like the kind of the yeah, before yeah, crime yeah. bill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can talk about the crime bill, yeah, but I'm also speaking about the fact that, you know, you have Kamala Harris who or Kamala Harris who, you know yeah was not in favor of you know police body cameras was you know not in favor of legalizing marijuana and now she just Jake joe biden just doing anything that she can to get the votes
0: mm-hmm. no and, i absolutely oh sorry for cutting you off are you sorry? No,
2: no you're good go you're ahead. good yeah no you're good
0: no i absolutely agree with you. that's one of the reasons i wasn't um initially into supporting joe biden but i feel like um, We have, you know, given sort of the benefit of the doubt that maybe if he's, like, genuinely changed, like, he's been in office, like you said, for a really long time, obviously his, like, perspectives have changed and, like, grown, so. For me, I just honestly feel like it's just picking the lesser of the two evils, like, that's, like, such a strong word, but that's honestly what I believe, like, no offense to you at all, but that's just... They're okay. just so, both of them are just so, in, okay, it's fine. They're it's very okay. interesting it's people. It's
1: all good. Um, so Let's go into our first topic. We were going to talk about systemic racism. Mm-hmm. So let's start it off with, like, the basic question. Which president do you think would be able, like, has the best plan to to sort of fix systemic racism? And, like,
0: Or well, let's start with, like, do you, each of you believe, like, do you think that it's a like important problem that needs to be addressed or is it something that you think that people can fix like by themselves without much government intervention?
2: I mean, you know, I'll I'll go, yeah. I I mean, as someone that believes in like a small government, I don't think that there should be that much government intervention in, um, Mm -hmm. you know, fixing an issue like that. I I don't think that, like let's say I have kids, right? I don't think that my kids in public school should be learning that, you know, just because they're white, they benefit from racism or just because they're white um, you know, they have it much easier in life. Like, I don't think that the victim mentality should be portrayed on either side. Like, I don't think that, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like with social media, I feel like a lot of people are pretending to be victims. When in reality, like, I, I don't believe that systemic racism plays a big role in American society. You know, not really any role. But um, I just feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of victim mentality going on, especially right now. Mm-hmm and when when all reality, we all have the same equal opportunity at succeeding
0: um so I have a lot of responses to everything you just said um so firstly, what you said about how systemic racism isn't that ingrained in society, well, it's called systemic racism because you know it's in the system, like just one example, the school to prison pipeline. And um like what you said about the victim mentality and how they shouldn't that shouldn't be like pushed on students. I agree with that. you shouldn't like tell black students, Oh, you're black, so you're going to do you're gonna be have like less opportunities that like instead school think to like foster a, an attitude in students that makes them like to try to, you know, get rid of racism that with their parents ingrain in them. So yeah.
2: Oh so like by systemic you mean you're talking about the system as in the schooling system?
0: As in, like, like, schooling system, police system, like, all of that stuff, criminal justice, all that.
2: Okay, and th- th- that's a lot of topics at once. I mean, I guess we can address the school system at, at one point, right? I mean, I, I have a lot of issues with the school system, and a lot of the issues that I do have with the schooling system is because of democratic democratic policies. Um, I mean, as someone that's conservative, I believe in school choice, something that a lot of Democrats don't believe in. And I think that's, like, the number one issue when it comes to why – um, the black literary, r- literacy rate is so low. I mean, you can, you can look at Baltimore. Uh, this, they did something about I think the Baltimore Project a, a few years ago, right? And you have um, the government spending about thirteen thousand dollars per pupil, um, and not even and the majority of these these uh, students are you know of African American they're black, mm-hmm. and you go through all 13, 13 high schools and you find zero black kids being able to read. Or be at math or science, um, at grade level proficiency. I mean, I, I have the statistics I can pull them up if you don't believe me, but it's just I feel like the issue is not in like what the government's doing. I feel like the issue is just like in the culture. I think it's one hundred percent the culture.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: I can I can elaborate on that if you mean, if you if you need to be. I-
0: I want you, like, yeah, I'm interested in talking more about what you mean, like, the democratic policies. Like, I, I understand what you mean, like, in the funding. I feel like that's, like, in Baltimore, that's, like, one specific example. But, like, what else do you mean when you mean, like, uh, democratic policies?
2: Okay. So, I mean, I'm sure well, we all saw the video. Remember, uh, I, I don't know if it was after the murder of George uh, George Floyd. There was like, the video, like, this 14-minute 14, 14 minute video um of like Jamal and like the other the other student, it was like a cartoon video.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, was, yeah, that one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Back like TV,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like and since we're specifically talking about school, the school system right now, I guess I'm just gonna address that. Um, the school system, uh, that 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 in like that one policy that they were speaking about, how like oh Jamal's school is underfunded while well, because of property taxes. Yeah, something like that. I mean that that's. That's a Democratic policy that conservatives are against. You know, Trump's against that kind of policy. He, We want school choice. Like in Florida, they have school choice, and I think it's benef- beneficial over there.
0: So, okay, I kind of get what you're saying, but... I think the problem lies rather than like choosing like where you go to school it's like how the schools are funded because ultimately school choice like if everyone could choose where you would go to school everyone would go to like the school with like more funds and they only have more funds because they're in like a wealthier neighborhood and because there's those properties are paying more tax which is funding the school which is giving them more money so if the funding school funding came from different regions, then there wouldn't be the problem of students even needing to pick uh, where to go to school, if that makes sense. Like, I Mm -hmm. still think that that should be an option. But Mm -hmm. that's that that policy, I don't think is really like solving the root of the issue. Um, okay. I was originally talking about like you know school to prison pipeline, and a large part of that is that um, a lot of schools they have like you know um, officers like police officers in school and whatever they call them, but they don't have as many counselors. So like, even if like funding is definitely a problem in schools, I think we can all agree on that. But if given the funding they have, if schools were like able to alloc- allocate them differently, like taking them away from you know police officers in school and allocating them to like counselors and social workers, I think that that would maybe you know be better.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with a lot of what, you, what you're saying. Like, if you look at, like, I was, I had a discussion with my friend, right? My mm-hmm. friend Sean. We were speaking about um, the policing system. Like, why is there so much money going into, you know, certain, like, aspects of policing, right? Like, you have, like, for example, he brought up this, the example of why are there, like, you know, 10 cops on the highway with speed guns when in reality it could be like the European system where you have, like, a speed clock on one side of the road. So if you go past it at a certain, uh, you know, miles per hour, it it get it, it gets clocked, so it's not officers mm-hmm. on the clock. Rather, you eliminate those specific um, uh, what's it jobs. called jobs? Yeah, jobs. You you understand what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so yeah. like
2: I know, like I am, you know, I'm conservative. And I do support Trump, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to agree with some policies that you have. Yeah,
0: definitely. Obviously, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So, okay, Mandira and I, we're going to switch spots now. So I'm going to be, like, a moderator asking the questions, and, Mandira, you can kind of speak your mind like I was doing. (laughs) Um, We can move on and talk about – we can also, like, continue if you guys are still interested in the topic of racial issues. What about, like, for each of the candidates that you're kind of, like, endorsing, quote-unquote, what are some things that you think – first of all, do you think that your candidate is doing a good job in tackling these issues And if so, how are they doing a good job?
2: Okay. um, By issue, I mean, uh, are you speaking about diluting like the polarization in our nation or like just helping the black community?
0: not okay so not just the black community i'm talking about so in systemic racism in general has your candidate done anything to say for example reduce mass incarceration give more funds to like public education or in health services that are like disproportionately affecting people um
1: yeah
2: okay i mean yeah because the first step back that donald trump passed um yes i saw that yeah so um i mean one of the big things is like I believe what it did, like, it, like, uh, it lowered the amount of people in federal prisons. Mm-hmm. It, um, it like lowered like some certain charges uh, in opposition of the crime bill. Um, and that released thousands of Americans, and ninety four percent of which were African Americans. And think that's a big thing in prison reform that a lot of people don't talk about, sweep under the rug, which is mm-hmm. which is a, which is a shame. But, um, that that's one big thing that I think Donald Trump has done for, you know, criminal reform.
1: Yeah, I was looking at that. It actually it's really cool. It, it basically allows it also gives like prisoners a sort of like once they leave prison like a reliable like I don't know how to like, Yeah, no, yeah, it gives them like tools that they can get jobs and like reentry programs for prisoners yeah. to sort of, like start up their life after, which I thought was very cool. Um I th- Yeah. I think
2: I think that, like another cool thing that Donald Trump has done like um because I know we're speaking about like underfunded communities, things like that. I feel like another thing that he's done for underfunded communities or low income communities is like the 8,700 opportunity zones that he's created. The opportunity zones, which are basically, you know, through the tax cut and jobs act um, he like helped what happens is the business applies for like a certain tax uh, thing, like a qualified opportunity fund and they vow to keep 90% of their assets in that low income community. Um, In my opinion, I think that really uplifts that community a little bit, um, you know, with like, practically 9,000 of these zones, I don't see how this could be detrimental to a low income community.
0: Um, I think it's great that, you know, Trump has done some things to, you know, help different racial communities. But I also think it's more important that besides, you know, the specific things that you mentioned to look at, like, the big picture effect that his presidency has had. Like, if you look at any, city, you can see that, like, hate crimes against various racial groups have, like, skyrocketed um, since his election. So, Yeah. Okay, I honestly don't know much about Biden's like specific plans for mm-hmm. um, racial justice.
1: I can help wow. oh, okay <laughs> I'm sorry, and I wanted to do a little like, um research into Biden's website before this podcast, so I have a few things about um the plan that Biden has written about in his website. He explained that one of his um big ideas is to sort of work against systemic racism try to like reverse it and a few of his points that he was talking about was that he wants to give back to black and brown owned businesses that he says have been structurally excluded for generations and that means like by funding them by like um i think like incentivizing people who are like helping those businesses and he also one of his big priorities is to reduce the racial wealth gap and also build homes in, like, low-income black and brown neighborhoods, allowing them to get, like, more chances and just, like, better stability overall.
2: Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's... The first point you brought up is actually, like, really interesting, Um, where, you know, Joe Biden wants to give back to the black and brown communities uh, with the... What was it? Could you just repeat the, um, the first one you spoke about?
1: Uh, Helping black and brown own businesses that have been structurally excluded.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um... I, it's funny. I'm, I'm reading a cool book. Um, it's called White Guilt. Um, it's by someone named by the name of Shelby Steele. He was actually a black economist, mm-hmm. uh, I, um, and what he did, like he, he he speaks about, you know, what white guilt is, um, and what I can describe it as, and what he describes it as is the fact that um, you have um, the amount of responsibility being taken away from the black community and being put on American institutions to bail them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually why I don't like Joe Biden, because I feel that the more, the less responsibility you give towards, uh, I'm, I'm just using the black community, obviously minorities or whatever, because, you know, this mm-hmm. is the topic we're speaking about, um, you know, toward if the less responsibility that you uh, give to the black community, it just, I, I feel like it just comes out of control. Um, Trump, what he does, I mean, he he's taking off, uh, what was it, I forgot the number, but many people off of welfare. And I think that's a great thing that he's done. People find it racist that he's doing that, but I think that it's a great thing because he gives more responsibility to an individual, and an individual has more responsibility. They, you know, try to benefit themselves in a certain way. Like you, you have like you see, you see the outcomes of like the median income for all, um, you know, the average median income for the black family has gone up. Like the unemployment rate and the poverty has gone down. I, I generally think that those are uh, things that have directly come from, you know, Trump's policies that he doesn't just give money to the black and brown communities, like Joe Biden would.
0: Um, So you're, what you're saying is he's creating opportunities so that they can like get themselves, like so they can take on their own responsibility to bring themselves back up, is that what you're saying?
2: Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that one more time?
0: So you're saying that instead of just simply giving them money, he's like giving them the resources, to get give themselves like more resources like is that what you're saying
2: yeah i feel like that uh, you know trump's in trump's plan i think it's a little bit better outlined than in joe biden's plan i could be mistaken maybe joe biden comes in just a similar thing to trump but just from you know the definition from you know from you as well as the one i read from the joe biden website it's just like uh, it's just basically just taking responsibility away from the black community just and then no like specific action to that
0: that's a really interesting way to put it because i think a lot of reasons like especially um more uh, i don't want to say radical but more like aggressive um people think that uh reparation like money or preference should be given to black people because of slavery and everything and that's just pretty um like opposite of what you're saying so i think that's strange to bring up because of like all the oppression that black people have been through the, the entire like history of america that's been like built off of their oppression I feel like we almost owe it to them to give them like free money because it's not that we're like taking responsibility away from them. It's that they have like throughout history earned it themselves, and we've never really fully like like given it back.
2: I mean, haven't you been giving them free money since 1964, the Civil Rights Act? Like, I mean, that, that every single Democratic policy has been structured around welfare systems. Um, you know, medic. Uh, I believe it's what Medicaid, Medicare. Uh, all those like systems just give money to black community, but that's why and and that's why the motherhood rate seventy two percent, our single motherhood rate single motherhood rate seventy two percent. I just feel like giving money is just not what ideal is, and I mean, are you in your? I assume that you are in favor of reparations.
0: Um, I'm honestly not totally sure because I partially agree with you that um, you know they should. Like it's better to create opportunities, but also at the same time, there are some people who aren't in the situation where opportunities are enough for them to pull themselves back up. So I'm honestly pretty torn.
2: Okay, I mean, and here, here, uh, you, I'm sorry. Do you want to say something?
0: Oh, I was no. It's you guys finish your pen, and then I want okay, to okay, bring something else up.
2: Okay. Um, I mean, I'm I'm one a hundred percent against reparations only because there's a lot of issues to it, right? I mean, let's say let's say me. Right, why, why should I pay reparations? I, I'm from Poland. my My parents were came, moved here in 1989. You know, they they weren't. They don't. I don't benefit off of race. I don't believe that I benefit off of racism. Um, mm-hmm. I, what if I? I want, maybe I want reparations from the Germans because you know my family they could have been in concentration camps. I mean, could could I have reparations off that? Um, I, obviously, I, I wouldn't want that because I don't believe in that. But it's just like i don't think that just giving free money just yeah. giving free money to the black community or any community for that matter is just it doesn't help i don't think it helps because it's been happening for the past 60 something years and just not i don't see the impact of that
0: here yeah go ahead Asma. oh uh, sorry um i just wanted to say it you mentioned germany pay reparations germany actually did pay reparations after world war ii it was like up 33 billion u.s dollars approximately so um yeah fun fact about that and also you mentioned that you don't you shouldn't have to give money because you know you didn't but the think like you don't offer of racism but the thing is even if you don't do it intentionally as like a white man you like inherently off of the racism in the country like it's not your choice i'm
2: sorry what opportunity do i have that you don't have is not what i'm what i'm wondering
0: Oh, um, that's a great question, actually. Um, you can't see my face, but I am also a Muslim hijabi, which means that, like, everywhere I go, I'm not entirely sure, like, who around me is, like, you know, about to hate crime. You never know. So, and, like, when you go to a job, you don't know if, like, the job interview is racist or Islamophobic or anything. So, yeah. I was, okay.
2: I'm, I'm sorry, what were you going to
0: say? I was also going to just add on, and I would say, like, for... Example, uh, you were talking, remember earlier when we were talking about the Act TV, uh, that that video that everybody watched? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going back to that, um, in the systemic racism, like after, it explained that after, you know, you graduated, you looked at the acceptance rates at different universities and then also into a lot of job applications. And one of the examples that they pulled up was like, if you had like a quote unquote, like black sounding name, the Likelihood of you being picked over like a more quote unquote like wider sounding name, like there was like a difference in that.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with s I'm, I'm familiar with certain studies. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So things like that, those are very like generic examples, but they're things that people like. That's I think that's what a lot of people think about when they are talking about um, automatic disadvantages that play into systemic racism in the country.
2: Okay, like so no mm-hmm. uh, I don't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say?
0: No, I was just gonna uh finish with saying like that's how like for some examples um so uh white men or like just um different uh ethnic groups benefit off of uh let's say systemic racism, even if they don't mean to, and it it wasn't even their like their responsibility or they didn't cause it in the first place
2: okay here here's a question I can ask is there any way that Black or I'm I'm sorry. I keep saying the word black, but I mean any minorities um, benefit over you know white white males in society. Like, is there any way in is there any way in the world that you um, w- would benefit more than I do in, in society? You believe in that? I
0: think there are. Yes, I believe that there are some like. Um, incentives put in place for example in like colleges and stuff uh minorities are given a little bit more preferential treatment to kind of even out the um existing inequalities if that makes sense so because i'm i'm like also i'm a person of color and i'm wear a had so like i would probably get some more advantages because of that to even out some of the inequalities existing
2: mm-hmm. because <laughs> of
0: the- Oh,
2: sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I was just going to say because of diversity quotas. Yes. Okay. Um. I I'm I'm sorry. I I I didn't see what your name was. Um. The the person with the, without the 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 face uh, on.
1: Asma. Oh. Asma. I'm
2: sorry. Asma. Asma. Uh, I I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you going to say?
0: No I don't think that I might be the only one thinking this. I don't think it's fair to call like affirmative action or diversity quotas like an incentive or a privilege because I think that honestly it just evens out the playing field because of all like the disadvantages people have faced growing up in their own communities and like the um they have a lot of like less opportunities than you know white, pe- oh, yeah, that's white true. people so I think it's just you know fair then. Yeah I think that's definitely what
1: like the biggest because i remember when i was girl like younger i was like against affirmative action for a solid view i was talking to sarah about this in one of our past episodes i was like against it because i was like this is not fair like i work so hard like why is it just because like i'm asian that like maybe someone like uh like a smaller minority would be able to get into college like instead of me if we both have the same grades and stuff but then like I think just, like, looking more into it over the years, I just, like, I understood that, like, at least, like, from my perspective, I feel like these people, I've had, like, an easier life. Like, I've been able to go to, like, really nice school. I've been able to, like, get, like, amazing, like, community. um, Why? Because of, like, where I live. and. um,
2: But previous to why, is it, did, did your parents make any sacrifices or were you just, I don't know?
1: Like sacrifices, yeah. I mean, they came here with. What do you mean?
2: I mean, like you know, for example, like you know, my parents they came here with like 200 bucks, mm-hmm. and you know, they they could have they could have you know went on welfare, they could have gone on food stamps, but they didn't. You know, they 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 worked hard, um, and I think that that sacrifice helps in the fact that I went to a nice school similar to you. Yeah,
1: yeah, same here. Like my parents that they came here for college, like, they definitely didn't have a lot of money with them, but they built a life for us. But I just feel like they definitely... I, I think it's, like, the whole model mylo- minority idea. Like, I don't think they faced as much, like, um, maybe, like, racism and... Discrimination. Yeah, discrimination based on that they were Indian, which is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting.
0: So I think that's, like, a good... um example like a good point that you brought up about like your parents came with virtually nothing when they came uh, when they immigrated here but they still received a lot of uh, but they um no sorry they didn't they just chose not to go on welfare and they built your you a life here but then it's interesting to think about all of the people who if we're talking about black people or African Americans a lot of them didn't choose to come here and then there was like in the history the majority of the time that they've been in the United States, they've been at like a severe disadvantage, right? And so there's a lot. There's a lot of system. system like we keep going back to systemic things. So uh, um, there's just like okay. Anyways, that's like one of the points that I was trying to make. But I think it's time for us to move on. Yes, we've been on this to, topic for quite a while. Yeah, okay. we've talked. What about the coronavirus pandemic? Do you think our pri- country has handled the pandemic effectively? If so, why? If not, why?
2: Asma, you can go first.
0: Oh, um, my answer is a very, very strong no. <laughs> mainly because cases are still rising. Like countries like Australia have gone, you know, pretty much back to normal, and here we are, like six months later, still quarantined, still attending online school. We over two hundred thousand deaths, and I have a statistic somewhere about how you know proportionately like compared to the amount of population of the uh of the earth that we have it's not proportionate to the amount of coronavirus deaths that we had like it's, yeah, it's com- outrageous it?
2: okay um i i'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one i i think that we have we have handled it a pretty good way like i mean i'm sure we have two, 200,000 hundred thousand deaths but a lot of that is a lot of that was because of underlying illnesses it's like uh, what was the number? I think it was seven, 7% of that was only based off of strictly coronavirus. Um, you, you have and here, I'm going to start off from the beginning, right? You know, let's talk about it in, in March um, when, or even, I'm sorry, before that in G- January or when Trump wanted to um, ban, you know, ban entries from China and then as well as Europe um, and other continents, but he's called xenophobic and racist for that. Um, and then you know two months later go by we have the first corona case i, I think that um and then i, I i'm I'm sorry, I keep, I, I, my thoughts are as gathered but it goes from uh we get corona um mm-hmm. to a bunch of yeah uh, as someone that lives in the northeast ask them, where are you from
0: uh, i I live in washington
2: Washington okay as someone that lives in the northeast um you have you know people like you know G- governor cuomo governor Murphy who blatantly and openly did not want to listen to what president Trump was saying. Um, like president Trump would say, I'm going to lock down the state. Nope. You're not allowed to do that. You're not a tyrant. You can't do that. Okay. Uh, and then president Trump's like, okay, I'm going to let you guys control the state. Where's my aid, president Trump. I want the federal aid. Um, so, and that, 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 I think that the Northeast was a big, big part of why uh, the coronavirus became such an issue. Um, I mean, are you you guys familiar with like the nursing homes incident and everything? Where yeah. you know Governor Cuomo just put mm-hmm. everyone back into nursing homes, same with Phil Murphy. I think that you know, obviously that doesn't account for two hundred thousand deaths, but I feel like that's like one big like cesspool when, when it comes to like, New York City and you know New Jersey, mm-hmm. and then that, that just went from there. But I, I overall think that it's the biggest level of alarmism that's has happened in our country.
0: Okay, um, then I think our answers really depend on where we live, because here in Washington, I feel like the governor was really, like, following what the president was saying about lockdowns, like, we had, like, uh, the governor tweeted about, you know, having lockdowns and stuff, and, like, businesses were closed and everything, but, um, uh, like, I don't know if you saw Trump tweeted like today or yesterday after coronavirus. He's really like downplaying it, which I think is not the right thing to do at the moment. With cases on the rise, like he's saying, "Oh, it's really nothing to worry about." Blah blah blah, which is like the worst thing he could say in the situation. I think because he's making people less cautious. Then
2: may I may I ask why? Like, what's okay? Let's let's say that they're being less cautious. What does that? What would that lead to?
0: More cases.
2: Okay, but we're, what what we're looking for is in. Are you are you? Like, looking for a vaccine, is that what your Brazil would be? Or what, what is your ultimatum to this? Like, where do you see coronavirus ending? Just we all wear a mask for two weeks and then just vanishes?
0: I mean, of course not. That's no one that's never going to happen. But I think, like, the, mo- the most we can contain the case, that, that'll happen by people staying home. We're trying to prevent deaths, like a minimal loss situation. Like, yes, people are going to die, but we're trying to contain it.
1: I think just lowering the amount of people that you come in contact with, because I definitely get like what you Marcel are talking about with the whole like Trump was trying to shut down like states and stuff. But what do you think about like how he wants to like he wanted to open businesses back up? Like
2: I think I think it's, it's a good thing because I mean, how long can we just rely on you know? Um, I guess you can just call it stimulus. Um, I think in the summer the case, like, it just really. Just showed that it's not a big deal anymore, like I'm talking about the coronavirus like my like i I mm-hmm. think I have like three friends that have had it, and every single one of those friends have maybe gotten a cold and they have been just good been better than ever ever since i have people I know people that are you know older than fifty five who have gotten the coronavirus and they had a headache maybe um it's just like I feel like the level of alarmism is absolutely insane at this point.
0: Um, well, I'm glad that the people you know, their experience with coronavirus has been mostly positive, but I have family members who caught coronavirus, and it's like, they've been, like, in the ICU with, like, lung damage and stuff, so it sounds like a personal problem that you don't know the damage you can do.
2: Okay, that's the one, I'm I'm not trying to be rude, but that's just a certain case. Why is it that someone that's 80 years old that I know is fine and then I'll, i'm sorry to hear that I'll you, whoever's in your whoever in your family is infected with it will be in my prayers but then i you know then they're affected in a different way um you know
0: i would say that that's like kind of the problem with the coronavirus like however the different countries are handling it, because it's so new, nobody really knows a lot about how it affects different people and why Mm -hmm. it does. For example, there were like a lot of stories going around about young people. Some of them recovered like really quickly and everyone's like, okay, young people probably won't be as affected by it. But then there were some others that were perfectly healthy, didn't didn't have any underlying health conditions. They exercised regularly and they got really, really sick. And people, like scientists, are just like really confused why it is. Mm -hmm. Now, that's like one of the points that you brought up. Another thing that I wanted to say is a vaccine is, of course, the underlying goal, but that's not going to happen realistically for another year and a half. If it's rushed, then that's just extremely dangerous. I agree. Now, yeah. here's the problem. problem. There's So yeah. I was looking into this uh, a little while, like a couple of weeks ago, and there's countries like South Korea yeah. that's been able to reopen a lot of their economy while still maintaining strict uh, social distancing guidelines. That way, like yeah. their businesses have been able to kind of stay afloat. Of course, it's not back to peak, yeah. uh, peak in economy workingness. I don't yeah. know what the word is. <laughs> but um, they're still able to managed to keep going because people at they had apps to monitor your for example if you'd come in contact with people monitoring your symptoms um like they had contact tracing um before every single like in like inside of every establishment there's like temperature checks and the most important thing was like there was free and widely available testing like here I think I noticed like a big problem like nationwide is that if you get tested some places, it would take weeks for the test results to come back, and by that time, they're not very like it doesn't even matter because not
1: accurate, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the Biden's like main goals was to just make testing as right. many
2: testing centers until there's no coronavirus left. Mm-hmm. That that that's what I mean. I'm similar. To, I remember when I looked at the Joe Biden website, it was like until we can defeat the virus.
0: Mm-hmm. I think just to make as many uh, centers. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I saw the same. I saw the same page when I was researching after the debate, and I think I I have the page pulled up here, but I'm trying to find. Okay, this is not the. Oh yeah. So he says make testing widely available and free, and so I don't think I'm not seeing anything that he's saying like until the virus is eradicated. Because um, I think I remember seeing something about. I saw someone say that he wants to get the test at like the vaccine out as as quickly as possible which, I mean, is a good goal, but is not, like, safety-wise is is, uh, very realistic. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest problem people had under uh, Trump for coronavirus is, like, the amount of, like, misinformation that was spread because people didn't know, like, was it serious enough that you could could contract it and if you were, like, in contact with people without a mask. And so I think, like, what is your response to that?
2: Of Trump's handling of like the pandemonium, like, I guess you can say.
0: Yeah, not yeah the pandemonium, but like also like the misinformation that he like, cause can, can you deny like that he said please, some things that please,
2: you're, don't don't say the the cl- the Clorox thing or whatever it is the hydrochloride that, that was obviously a satire. Like obviously no one's going to be injecting hydrochloride into their veins. Like come on, no, that's
0: not what I'm okay. That's okay, like, that's a very common example. And even if you say like um, it was like a in a joking manner but there's other things that he said about the coronavirus and i'll try to find them i don't have any off the top Mm -hmm. of my head um Mm -hmm. that are like misleading that will cause people to maybe think that it's okay to go out without a mask okay that's like one of my biggest questions is like why is he so against wearing a mask why is wearing a mask a political thing at all like it's about protecting people that might be vulnerable to it like what what's political about that
2: it just shows how much control the government has over you if if I can't like look I mean right now like today I go to a restaurant I go inside the restaurant and every single other person's have a mask on because we're eating right mm-hmm. um, like three months ago if I don't have a mask on inside of um, let's like for example uh, the DMV or not the DMV or if I don't have a mask on inside of a small business I'm gonna get a fine because mm-hmm. everyone's gonna die in there um, in my opinion it's just like if if ever if nobody has a mask on inside of a restaurant and the cases are just, you know, they're still similar, it's just like you know, or social, you, you not, Yeah, look <laughs> look at the no, no, that's just fine. look at the Trump rally, right? Look at the Trump rallies. What what's your opinion on that? What are your opinions on well, not not that he's having them, on the fact that, you know, I was at a Trump rally two weeks ago and there was about, you know, twenty, twenty five thousand people and I don't have it, luckily.
0: But Trump has it. Does he? Yes.
2: <laughs> no, like, a lot of people are saying he does, but you got to look at what's going on right now. Like, you have you have a lot of things going on with the Clintons. I mean, okay, you can call me conspiracy theorist, but I'm, this, this is what my <laughs> opinion on it is. There's a lot of individuals that, you know, have a similar beliefs to me. I think that the Clintons um, are in big trouble right now. I think that Trump has a lot of evidence on them um, because of what's going on with the Russia, the Russian collusion. Are you familiar? Hmm. You know, but where confu-
0: if, yes, but I'm I'm still confused. How did we jump from Trump possibly having coronavirus to the Clintons?
2: Oh, uh, I'm I'm trying to explain why. I'm trying to exp- I'm trying I'm bringing it together. Don't worry. Um, okay. <laughs> I think that's the fact that you know the, the Clintons are in big trouble with what the, what happened with the Russia because basically Hillary lied about the whole thing. Um, uh, I think he has a lot of evidence to, you know, and give you- her a lot of jail time. Uh, and you know. I think the Clintons are involved in a lot of things that have been going. A lot of the missing people that have been going on in in the United States, like uh, the judge who, whose son was murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with that person? The, this the, is the, the first
0: time d- hearing of this. Yeah. Actually, no. The
2: the one federal court judge that was on one of the the um, Epstein cases. Her her son was just shot. Someone came. The UPS driver came to the door, shot the son. Went to my school. It was a very big, it was a very big thing on the news. every single mainstream media was oh, talking about okay, this. Okay,
0: okay, the federal. Okay, I think I've heard of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the whole mainstream media was talking about this. I'm just a little, you know, maybe maybe it hit the West Coast. I'm not sure, but um, that's <laughs> yeah, just West one Coast. thing. You know, a, a yeah. lot, a lot of uh, I think the Clintons have been involved with a lot of things like that. And I think the and back to why Trump the coronavirus. I think that they put Trump in Walter to read only because they want to keep him safe. Because I feel like. People are going to be out to get him because of what information that he has to lock up Hillary Clinton.
0: So you don't think he's in? You don't think he actually has coronavirus? You think that's just a cover to make sure that um, that, that he doesn't get hurt because of the stuff that he has on the Clintons?
2: That that I think that I I, I believe in that. Um, are you familiar with QAnon? QAnon, like the that they okay they um what QAnon d- does it um it does like. It's like this conspiracy thing and it mm-hmm. just tracks a lot of things that have been going on and um it's amusing I know but it, it, a lot of people believe in this kind of stuff um and what the, and they're they're saying that you know Trump has been giving off like code words like there was tweets and things like that that um you know does maybe he doesn't have this coronavirus and maybe it's just him being protected in Walter Reed hospital just so he doesn't get bite you know terminally okay. you know Assassinated. God. I guess, assassinated. I guess you could yeah. say.
0: Um. So I have a question then for you, Marcel. If you believe that uh, this is like a cover for his protection, why would you want a president who like lies, like publicly lies to like everyone in the country?
2: What? Where lies? Like um, you're,
0: he lied about having coronavirus then. I
2: mean, obviously, well, no. Again, as I said, I don't think a lot of people believe in it, but the people who do, I, what the, he lies to the country because okay. If he says, um, oh, even better yet, even better yet, right? Let's say he does have the coronavirus, just to go along with this narrative. Let's say he does have the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. He's been doing work. I mean, he's been uh, what's it called functioning on a normal basis. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. proves and shows that he's, he's been fine. And it is a level of alarmism that's been going on in the country.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure he was like airlifted into a hospital, so I wouldn't really call that you know functioning normally.
2: I mean, he, also, he was also, you know, getting pictures taken of him working, doing paperwork, you know, making the country better than it's ever been before, you know, what he's been doing for the past three and a half years, more than any other president. He's been doing that, too. I'm not sure if you see those pictures, but, you know. He's, he's the president, so he's going to get airlifted no matter what. He can't just drive in and he, he can't just drive down a city and <laughs> – he can't just drive down Fifth Avenue in New York City <laughs> where everything is freaking, you know, yeah, burned uh, – not burned down. Are you familiar with what's going on in New York City right now? Like, like how it looks like? How it looks like? It's it's absolutely destroyed. A lot, a lot of the streets in there, everything's boarded up. I don't think they really want Trump down there because all the BLM yeah. riots and things like that. Um, but yeah, he, he has to get airlifted. He's the president. What do you want? You yeah. know? Okay.
0: Yeah. So I think that's that was very interesting. Um, I think we covered anything we're missing on this one. I think I had another question that we
1: wanted to cover.
0: No, I'm... Oh um oh. oh sorry you can go there no, no, you, you go sorry oh um I just uh, wanted to say that I think it's p- like really preposterous that like it was only very very coronavirus stimulus checks became available to people in prisons and I just think that's ridiculous that that only just happened
1: the coronavirus checks
0: um, like the stimulus checks I'm pretty sure unless I misunderstood that whole thing which is honestly possible oh.
2: Sorry. You you're in my in my mic you cut off a little bit. Can you just repeat the whole thing what you would you said one more time, please?
0: Uh one second. Um the stimulus checks. Um they recently like they just became available to people in prison. Okay. Which I think was pretty insane. I think that should have been done like when they became available to everyone.
2: Is, Wait,
1: what are they? I'm sorry, I, I, I.
2: Is that racist or what? What is it? What? what, is what, the what what's the point that you're trying to pose?
0: I mean, people in prison—they're people too, so okay. they feel like they should have gotten them when the rest of the country like became eligible. Yeah,
1: that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Uh, if there's no other points that we want to make, I wanted to move on in talking about
1: climate change. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I
0: want to talk about climate change and global warming, but first, uh, I just want to do a real quick thing about um, the elections and voting. I wanted to talk about...
2: I'm glad we're talking about this. Very good. You know, the
0: mail-in ballots and all of that, because that was a big thing uh, during the debate, and I was very confused about why, like, like, because there's a lot of Republicans as well who are going to be voting from home, and... Why would he try to con- cause confusion about something that could very well go in his favor?
2: Asma, yeah, Asher, you want to go first?
0: Um, well, I agree with uh, Sarah on this one. Like, I don't understand why he would, you know, try to stop people from mailing in ballots that will, you know, help him too. So, I'm in the same boat as her.
2: Okay, I don't think that it helps Donald Trump in as that much as it would help um, the Democratic Party. Uh, I mean you can you can look at look at California for example right because california we can all agree it's a pretty blue state um you got Los Angeles county that has hundred and twelve percent of registered voters hundred and twelve percent and they're all getting ballots. so I'm just wondering how you know how that that's possible um judicial watch they did or judicial watch review or something they made it's a pretty legitimate site they had a study about that um in my own uh, hometown Perthamboy, or my you know town right by my town Perthamboy, uh, three years ago, the election was uh, fraudulent because what is it? Eight um, unregistered illegal immigrants uh, voted, mm-hmm. and that that cut off. And you know you can't be doing that because if you're an American citizen, you can vote. Any American yeah, citizen exactly. can vote. If you're born in the country, vote. But you know if you're illegal, I don't think that you should have the right to vote.
0: Okay but here's okay so th- that's an interesting point that you're making like all of these people will be able to vote too but if we do the mail-in ballots but already so the mail-in ballot system that he's like been uh, making a big deal about th- this has been in use for a really long time now and it's been proven like you know it's it works and even if it was like in person um, voting even in the 2016 election the 2012 election there's always a small percentage of voters and it's always a small percentage of voters that aren't Uh, legally allowed to vote so like sometimes people vote in the name of someone who's already dead like that's common and so it doesn't matter like just because that this time a lot of people are mailing in i personally don't think that it's going to skew the election any more than it would in a normal like maybe in-person voting
2: Mm. i think Um, that because of the number of people that are going to be voting mail-in this time compared to what was going on in 2016 or 2012 I think that it's all gonna be raised. I think it's all gonna raise. All the all the all the values are gonna raise, I'm trying to say.
0: But you oh um so your main concern with non is that people who are like who shouldn't be able to vote like illegal immigrants, you don't want them to be voting, correct?
2: Yes, illegal, yes.
0: Okay, but the thing is they live in the country, like I'm actually I'm not a citizen. I'm uh, I have a green card, like i I was born in Canada, I'm not a citizen of the country, so I can't vote. Okay. But honestly, I think that if they live here, they should be able to vote. Like, maybe that's like my own personal opinion, which is kind of like maybe slightly off topic, but I think that if you live here, you have a job here, you like put work in here, you like work with the business and community, you deserve to have your vote heard.
2: Okay. Yeah, in my, in my personal opinion, I think that, you know, if you apply for citizenship, become a citizen, then you can deserve to vote because that's also yeah. a process that takes a while. So
0: Yeah, a while. Like some for some people, are like more than a lifetime, like after they die, their citizenship papers like get, you know, okay, approved.
2: Well, but I, but uh, um, practically every single family that I know, they waited the seven years. And do, sh- Should we um, reform the system? I think it should be a little bit simpler. Yes, I think it should, it should not take seven years and thousands of dollars. But everyone else has done it before, so until it is reformed, you shouldn't be able to vote. If you don't – if you don't – are not a citizen, if you weren't born here, um, I don't think you should have the right to vote.
0: Okay. So that's a good point, but I think it's a little bit off of the topic that I was trying to get yeah, at. Yeah, you can was, go back to it. Yeah. Um, More about – so – with mail in voting you, your problem Marcel, is that a lot uh, a lot of people who won't be able to vote who shouldn't be able to vote will get to vote uh
2: shouldn't be able to vote will get to vote um yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but um i you you only get ballots if you are a citizen
2: okay um, but yeah, the, the, what I'm trying to say is like not the biggest thing isn't from the what is it from just illegals coming in and just finding these ballots. It's, it's from ballot harvesting.
0: Okay, so oh, so you you mean like there's like tons of like unregulated ballots just out there and that people can take them and vote in.
2: Well, that that's one example. Also, you know, the example where on the ballot it says if you're a registered Republican or Democrat, that's also a big problem in my opinion.
0: Wait, could you elaborate on that a little bit?
2: Yeah, like when when I get a mail-in ballot, when I send it in, there's gonna be a code on it. There's gonna be numbers, and then it's gonna say R, or it's gonna be numbers and it's gonna say D. And if I send it in, um, let's say the postal service worker is a Republican or a Democrat, they Thank may you. or may not be, you know, uh, doing that. And you know, uh, so what on was the- it?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, i was just gonna you know cite a study of how um, the majority of the what is it called the. I don't know the exact number statistic of it, but the majority of the postal workers are, you know, registered Democrats. So it's just like, is that who you want? Yeah, the bias is one thing. I'm not saying that they're going to be immoral and dishonest and going to throw out Republican ballots, but it's just like, you know, there's the voting. We, you know, voting in person is what I'm going to be doing. I think it's more trustworthy than sending it in.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. I I I get that. I'm just like thinking of like at least like what my family talks about like what I think about with this whole like mail thing is that like I think the obvious thing is just for people who are very concerned about the coronavirus like they they aren't going to want to leave their house and go to like an outside like voting center they'd rather prefer like a mail-in one that's like safer, you know you um interact with less people and you still get to vote for the presidency so I think that's like the big, like my dad does like barely goes outside. He goes out like maybe once. I literally I don't know if this is like too much information, but I cut his hair last week. It was crazy. <laughs> but that's like the point I'm saying. Like, it, it, if mail-in ballots, if mail-in ballots are being like really, um, if we're saying that like it's not safe, and like President Trump is going to say that like like not to mail-in ballots, then. We're going to be taking away from people who might actually, like, need to, like, might really, like, fear for their health if they wouldn't do it that way.
2: Trump said just, um, I want to disallow mail-in ballots. Everybody has to go in person.
1: No, no. He's saying that, like, it might be, like, fraudulent stuff.
2: I mean, I think it is going to be, because the reason I provided earlier with the postal workers and the bias. Yeah, I Um, get
0: that. But what I, I, when
2: I I preach about New Jersey is we have a hybrid, but would you consider this fair? Um, in New Jersey, we have, you know, m- m- counties, I live in Middlesex County. In Middlesex County, there's 800,000 people. Um, and in every single county, New Jersey has one open polling booth. I'm not saying all 800,000 people are registered voters, but that's still, say, yeah, no. mm-hmm. is that fair that we're going to, there's only one polling location per county?
0: Yeah. See, look, that's the okay that's another really widespread problem aside from just having these mail-in ballots this has been a reoccurring problem since the democratic primaries that there aren't enough open locations for polling uh for people to vote uh and it's causing like these hour-long like hours long lines which is like a really big problem that people need to figure out which is little bit off-handed topic but I wanted to talk about like on the on so are you saying on the envelope it says if you're a registered Democrat or Republican that you mail that you put in the
2: mail on on I the on the code on, on on the code there's a there's a letter d we, we can look it up but just that I've, I've seen it and it's just like you know
0: Interesting. okay because I don't think I don't, Washington yeah. state does that but okay anyways. That's something um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Asma. Uh, so I think, what it, so you, you're saying that it's fraudulent, right? That mail ballots are fraudulent. But well, I think they should still be, like, if you're a Republican and are really scared about your being th- thrown away, you still have the opportunity to, like, go yeah, and of course. turn yours in. Yeah, of course. So, like, what's the problem?
2: I'm never denying the fact that if you want to mail in, you can mail in. I'm just saying that, um, what's it called? I think that it's going to be way more fraudulent. That's all I'm trying to like. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to mail in, by all means, go mail in. But like, if yep. your vote's not counted, mm-hmm. don't blame me.
1: Okay, okay,
0: okay. All right. Moving on into our final, I said our final topic, <laughs> my dear. Oh, yes. By the way, by the way, what time are we at? Um, we're at sixty-six minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is our longest podcast yet. Okay, that's okay. fine. That's fine. Okay. Let's finish off strong. our last. Yes, let's finish off strong. Our last and final topic for today is going to be climate change and global warming. We'll start off with, do you think this should be a top priority? Um, I absolutely do think because, you know, it's been getting worse and worse and pretty soon it's going to be irreversible. So if we don't tell something about it now, then like we're all going to die, which seems like to me is a pretty big problem. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, I think that th- this is definitely a top priority, but not number one.
0: Okay. Not number one
2: okay I mean, well, if, if, if if you know if it was like a top if like a top five top three maybe but I'm not saying it's number one thing we should drop all things and focus on building windows yeah or, that's th- true. that that's just that's a, that's a metaphor for no. people that are not believing yeah. they're gonna be like oh my god like that's not what we're gonna do but you know
0: yeah I agree yeah. with you actually on that I don't think it's number one there's yeah. a lot yeah I mean I think it was a year ago but now there's a lot more pressing issues so it's like mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd say it's still up there and yeah. Related to that, I'm going to—Biden obviously does not—he he was a little bit shaky at the debate. He was like said he supported the Green New Deal, and then he went back on his word and said he didn't support it. But ultimately, he has something called the Biden plan, um, and he wants to reach zero emissions by 2050. And then Trump doesn't really have a plan for right now. And he's pulled out of the climate accord. And do you think that was a smart move for either of the candidates? I Like, why, why not elaborate, et cetera?
2: I mean, I'll ask, me. you can go if you want, and I'll just go after that.
0: Um. So are you asking, like, their, what they said at the debate or, like, what they've done so far for climate change is good? or? I'm just talking. Okay, sorry. I just kind of like kind of build like a basis. You can build off of this. You don't have to necessarily answer the specific question. You can either talk about like what Biden's done or what Trump's done, or what you believe needs to be done for climate change. Um, Well, as far as I know, I'm not super educated about like Trump, but I'm pretty sure he has not done much for climate change. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't, you know, actively believe in it as much as he should. And again, honestly Biden was never my first choice, but I think whatever he does, like he says he wants to reduce carbon emissions by, you know, twenty like fifty or whatever. Or I don't remember what he said, I'm sorry. Yes. But he wants yeah, he wants to um, decrease them. And I think whatever he does will be more helpful to the climate than whatever Trump has done.
2: Yeah, um I mean, you know, the US is number one in lowest carbon emissions, you know, compared to any other country in the world. I mean, I think that's a pretty good thing.
0: I actually have a statistic. Um, we in twenty eighteen we were the second worst right behind China.
2: Okay. Um, but then I mean I, I could pull up the I'll pull up the source right now that I that I was using, but
1: um, Okay. Yeah. You can you can do that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I've definitely been like of climate change has definitely been in some of my top things that I, I want I was definitely prioritizing when looking at this election. Um it's definitely a very important issue for me personally. I feel like we definitely have to take drastic measures. Star and I were talking about the Green New Deal. We were going to have an episode about it, but I know that was, like, very... It's, like, a very polarizing subject. but I feel like very big steps are necessary to kind of go back from the point that we are now. And, yeah. I think the Biden plan definitely has a good way of breaking it down. We were looking at a few of his things that he's written on his website. He talked about how... They, he wants to invest one point seven trillion dollars over the next ten years for clean energy. and he also wants to start taxing big corporate. No, this money will come from like taxing the big corporate companies that Trump like like lowered the taxes for and like stand up to like large fossil fuel companies because that's where like a majority of the carbon emissions are coming from because like on like a personal scale, like the changes that we make as people, like, like, let's say, like, we switch to being vegetarian, like, nothing like that is going to make as big of a change as really, like, telling the large fossil fuel companies to, like, switch off what they're doing, you know, like, th- they're the biggest reason for like, CO2 emissions, and we need to get a handle on that.
2: Okay, I, I have two things I could point out Um, the first thing, because uh, the claim I made earlier, I apologize, it was the greatest carbon monoxide reduction uh, yeah, from yeah. year to year okay. um the so u.s was the had the greatest in that because you know when they now your, your system was 2018 this is from 2019 um i think it was when they got out of the paris climate accord i oh. could have been, I, I think trump trump's you know ideas from that caused the u.s to lose um have the greatest reduction um mm-hmm. I, I personally think it was good that we got out of the paris climate accord because it was way way too costly like ineffective um i think it's wasted a lot of taxpayers' money. Like. You're just collecting a hundred billion dollars for the green uh climate fund, I believe it was, and it's just that that money isn't really you know doing anything. So I think it was a great idea to pull out of that. Um and to address y- your claim that you made about taxing with the big corporations. Um, you know, Biden's plan to make the US zero net or uh, what's the term? Net zero emission? Yeah, net yeah. zero emissions. Net zero emissions uh by twenty fifty. I personally think that that's you know, not possible as to where we are today. I mean, if you look at any, any city in the world or any city in the U.S., there's no city in the U.S. that has above 20%, um, you know, 20%, uh, 20, 20, no, 20%, like, functioning on uh ener- Renewable or, energy. Or, yeah, renewable. Perfect. You took the words right out of my mouth there. Um, yeah, on, like, renewable energy. So, it's like, if you're going to change the whole country, like, I don't know if I, I would trust... Um, renewable energy to function New York City for example or Los mm-hmm. Angeles to just like yeah. cuz that that's what he means by net zero emissions right mm-hmm. entire the entire country being on that by 2050 what yeah, maybe but, a city yeah i believe in that but not the country
1: yeah but i feel like that is a, it's a good that he has the goal like i haven't mm-hmm. seen trump with a goal like that extreme because or like, any so. yeah like even if we don't meet it like i feel like it's definitely good that he's trying to take those steps to get there you know
0: Um, Yeah, like what you said, Mandira. I think like even if, like you said, you don't think it's possible to get to net zero, we'll definitely like decrease it drastically if we're trying to get to zero. I think like more than it has been done in the past.
2: Okay. Um, I I think the only reason Trump doesn't support something like the Green New Deal is because it's similar to the Paris Climate Accord, right? it's just a lot of money being wasted. It's like, um. Alexandria ocasio Cortez's estimation of it was what seventy trillion. I know not the Joe Biden plan, but it's very you know it's it has some similarities to the Joe Biden plan. The seventy trillion dollars is just like that's a lot of money. It's it's a lot of money to just um, you know try and waste. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah,
1: I I get that it's a lot of money. That was the thing that really shocked me is like how much money it really costs to make these changes. But it's just. I don't know. I just feel like it's more important to, you know, just change the like what we run on rather than just worrying about I feel them. like yeah. I
0: feel like the obviously the uh a lot of people were shocked and like kind of like horrified. I don't want to say horrified, but they're like appalled by the amount of money the green new deal would take, which is of course like a very very progressive type of uh bill. And like also Joe Biden's plan would take a ton of money as well. Yeah. Uh but m- my logic or, like, my way of thinking about it is we – it's better that we invest the money now uh, rather than pay for all of the damages, like, the trillions of yes. dollars of worth of damages that are going to come as, like, global warming becomes more and more severe in the coming decades.
1: Yeah, that's the thing that I was – I totally forgot, like, I don't even know how to say that, mind, but global warming, like, it, like, literally destroys communities. Like, that's trillions of dollars right there, you know, like, floods, hurricanes, like – wildfires yeah and like if if we like put this investment in and if we figure out how to make clean renewable energy lower greenhouse gas emissions and like make it less possible for these like ginormous like natural disasters to happen then we'll be saving money like in the long run like it is a lot of money but we'll still be like saving it you know it'll be less Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I honestly agree with you, but because I think that but, no matter how much money it is, I think it's like the best possible thing that we can do because this is literally like our lives. If we have children, this is going to be their lives, like it's like our future, like you know. Yeah, Marshall. And, what are you and say? One,
2: another controversial thing is like getting the money, right? It's, you know, seven trillion, a lot of money, a lot of money. Um, but taking and then your you know Biden's plan of just taxing the rich and. Ocasio's plan and Bernie Sanders' plan of just you know taxing the rich out of the existence, taxing the one percent, making no billionaires left. I don't think that raising you know the the tax from, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the Joe Biden's uh, Joe Biden's um initial claim. I think it was from twenty one percent, twenty eight percent the yeah. capital income tax. Uh, I don't think that Kamala Harris's plan to tax anyone that over makes ten million dollars, you know, seventy percent. I don't think that that's a fair thing to do. Cause, um, and I got I got that tax you know bracket from similar to Bernie Sanders's plan. Because Ocasio Cortez's plan is, or I'm sorry, Kamala Harris's, um, tax bracket would be similar to Bernie Sanders's, um, based on the fact that they both agreed on a lot of things. Um, I I just don't think that taxing the rich out of existence is fair.
0: Okay, so I get what you're saying. Like taxing the rich out of existence, that's a little extreme, but 28% is not going to do, it's not going to make them no billionaires. For example, for for the past few years, Amazon has, or I I don't want to say past few years, but I know that it was either last year or the year before last year, Amazon paid no taxes.
2: Yeah, I think it's, I don't see an issue with that. I can explain why, but yeah.
0: I would say like, if they wanted to have like, Okay, not uh, forget just climate change. There's a lot of other initiatives that the government could do with that money. Mm -hmm. Like they could pay off debts. They could start new infrastructure. Like no matter what policy it is, like if it's like more for like Trump related policies or like Biden -related related policies or whatever you want to call it. Like there is a lot of things that you could do with that money. Why won't? Why shouldn't they do that?
1: Asma, what do you want to say?
0: Yeah, I think when we're specifically talking about climate change stuff, I think that saying that it's not fair to tax the rich is like absolutely ridiculous because if we don't fix climate change, we're all going to die and they're actually included in the people on the planet. So, like, they're going to die with a billion dollars. Like, is that better than spending like a fraction of the money to save the planet?
2: And then this is the level of alarmism that, you know, we're going to. It's like, you know, they—they, they, you know—they said in 1960, if we don't change our ways, we're going to die in 1980. They said in 1980, if we don't change our ways, we're going to die in 2000. You know, 2000, 2020. I mean, we can keep sending our numbers out there. I'm—I'm I'm sure, it, you know, it's not helping. Um, you know, just you know, what's it called? Not doing anything to you know benefit cl- or to the d- d- eliminate climate change, but like just saying, "Oh, we're all going to die in 2050." Is is just the most outrageous statement I've yeah, ever heard.
1: that's definitely not true. I think the science just keeps getting like more accurate like i think in the 1960s they definitely couldn't estimate as well as they can now and i think now is like the time that we really like start trusting or like the scientists more for like their estimates and it doesn't even mean it doesn't mean that we're gonna die it just means like we've seen the floods that are happening like we've seen all these disasters and stuff like we're not like all gonna die but like some of us definitely will and like community (laughs) But like communities will be like broken down, like houses burned down. You know, it's just it's like I guess little things in the grand scheme of things, but it's still you know it adds
0: up things. over time. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well. Oh, oh my God, my phone just shut. Anyway, I was saying like you know, um, if uh the billionaire, then they're not going to die. Well, then if it's not them, it's going to be like their children or their children's children or something along, you know, that line. Um. Yeah. Sorry,
2: no, I, definitely we should definitely do something to mm-hmm. you know le- lessen the impact of climate change, but yeah. I just don't think that the Joe Biden plan is going to save or is just, it's going to be the, the best thing to do. Yeah. I, I think there's what do
0: you think is
2: Um I mean whether, you know, oh was this trump's plan of planting a billion trees real or not i think whether it's not real or not i think that it would be a good idea to implement something like that because i think that do trees do help the environment we can all agree on that okay. um i i it's, it's it's definitely a better idea than destroying three and a half million buildings and rebuilding them
0: okay okay so this is getting like a suit. Like, this is a great conversation that we're having, but I think that we're gonna start like trying to wrap up this podcast. And I wanted to end with some of the observations that I've made over the course of um, just like listening to everybody. Um, one, and like, if also, if you guys could add in like some of your key takeaways that you've gotten from this, anything that you've learned, any new perspectives that you've learned. I've definitely uh, learned that you guys have a lot more like rational arguments. And there are some good reasons to see, like, why you guys support Trump, which is good to see. But I've also seen that there's, depending on what issues matter to you the most, it obviously that impacts who you support. For example, climate change or systemic racism versus, like, the economy or, like, what you think is, like, the best person to run the country. Um, Something else that I've noticed... Okay, it just slipped my mind. It'll come back to me. But anyone else want to say something that you've taken away from this podcast or this episode? Yeah, yeah go, go ahead, ahead Asma. Um, I was like, like you, when you were talking about the government's response to coronavirus, I do like that it really depends on like what state you lived in, which obviously, you know, we live in Washington, which is a really, really blue state. I did not, I don't know any of my people who like, live in New Jersey. So that was, you know, an interesting perspective to hear. Okay, Um, mm-hmm. can we hold on for one second?
1: uh asma you're you ha you didn't you- yeah okay, okay so yeah, like, I think continuing. for me, my biggest takeaway was I like at least like living where we live, like I said this in the beginning, like there's definitely not enough conservative people to have like a solid conversation with, and I really appreciate that we had a good one, and like we could see like we definitely agreed on like a lot of like base like ideas, like things mm-hmm. that we think need to be improved in our communities, and yeah, I think it's just looking like we just think this uh, like either candidate might have a better plan mm-hmm. for improving these like issues. But I think I like that we were able to come to like a few mm-hmm. agreements because I was talking to people before and they were like, you're not going to agree on anything. But I definitely think that we did, you know, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
2: Cause I, I feel like, you know, what you guys brought to the table and some that there's not, you know, I think that's something that you guys brought to the table and something that's not really spoken about a lot is civil discourse, you know, mm-hmm. what, you know, um Asma and I have very contrary beliefs, but we're not i don't want you know like I don't wanna like never have anything to do with her again I, I really enjoyed this conversation I think it was you know respectfully speaking obviously I think that you know she had some valid points I think that you guys both had some valid points and I really appreciate the time that um you know we did to have this you know uh podcast I think that I did learn um a little bit about uh when you're speaking about the school to prison pipeline what 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 changes can be made in law enforcement to you know better suit um you know the different community or things like that mm-hmm. um so I, I definitely did you know got some key takeaways from this and i appreciate the fact that we both can sit here and have a civil discussion
0: yeah mm-hmm. that's great okay um I have one last thing that I wanted to talk about. If you guys want to talk about it or if you guys want to end it, it's up to you. I wanted to ask about some of the accusations or some of the statements that both Biden and Trump have made that have been particularly controversial. If you guys are interested in talking about that, we can do that or we can just end here. We'd love to. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh who do we want to do we want to start with Biden or Trump? I, which one do you guys want to talk about first? Uh, you
2: can talk about Trump first. I don't know.
0: Okay. So both candidates have had some um, sexual assault uh, accusations or not. What is it called? Claims? Allegations. 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 Thank you. Thank Good you. Word. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they've also, um, if we're talking about Trump, I wanted to also bring up some of the very hurtful or negative comments that he's made about certain groups. Um uh, how do you, like, I'm just curious as a question, like, when he calls, like, um, when he called, like, repeatedly, like, Mexicans, like, rapists and, like, drug lords and stuff like that, how would you, like, justify what, do you justify what he says, or do you just kind of dismiss it, or what is your response to something like that?
2: I mean, I, I don't think that he, he, he never said that, though, this is the thing, he never called Mexi- what, can you can you give me the quote of where he said that? absolutely Me- mexicans are rapists or mexicans are drug lords i would love if, if you yes. know if that's cool i'd like, like to hear it because i know when you were spe- when he was referencing that mexico sends you know rapists and killers when you, when you were yeah. speaking about ms-13 and illegal, illegal mm-hmm. immigrants yeah definitely and I, I think that um he's right because the, the crime of the southern border is mm-hmm. preposterous. um and it, that, that's like that's, what the yeah. quote you're referencing yeah and you he, he never yeah i'm, I'm sorry that's
0: just like yeah that's just like one example there's a lot more he said some horrible things about uh women as well and like okay so i have a question so would you say like without the proof of what he's saying then you wouldn't really consider it to be real
2: meaning okay like when he said like is is it i will not keep it pg when he said, "I'm gonna, I'm going to grab women by the you know what," yeah, 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 like, that's what you're referencing. Um, I think you know, I think he did apologize after after I don't I don't agree with what he said, um, but in you know, the context of it was he was you know being wired and in, in just speaking a one on one conversation with somebody. He never said like on national television, television. I don't know how like how you know how familiar you guys are with you know the way you know guys and uh, you know men talk. I, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm I, i'm a I'm a guy, so I think I know you know yeah, what yeah, my yeah. my friends talk about what I know people yeah. talk about, <laughs> and it's just like should someone um who is like the president of our country be you know glorified for saying like something like that no, absolutely not I'm happy that he mm-hmm. apologized. I don't agree with what he said um but that th- that's my two cents on it. Okay. I think it was a wrong. 100 percent I was wrong. Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, not I'm, I'm not a I'm not a sexist, like come on.
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> No, you definitely don't come across as that in this conversation. What I was very glad about. Thank God. No, of course. Um I okay. think that uh yeah, you should definitely shouldn't glorify the president what you're saying that you should like since he apologized and like since it wasn't you know a national statement, you should let it slide, right? Is that what you said?
2: No, I'm not saying you should let it slide. I'm just saying like if someone if if, if you had a wire on and you were speaking with you know one of your friends i don't think that it should be played on national television
0: yeah i agree with that but at the same time because he is the president that definitely should be a factor like you know that like that's his personal beliefs because as president he's going to you know appoint his vice president and like like um nominate people like for the new um supreme court justices who like share the same beliefs with him which will definitely will be a factor and you know the laws of our entire country, which is so why I think that, like, his personal views definitely should be, like, thoroughly considered. Like, his personal conversations, things he says when no one's around, that's, like, his inner thoughts that are going to be reflected in our country for the next four years.
1: Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't even think of that. That definitely makes sense, though. That, like, it'll just, like, come out subconsciously, like, in the choices that he makes.
2: Interesting. Fair point.
1: Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about some of Biden stuff now? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, or just
2: do Trump thing, whatever you want to do. Um,
1: okay, yeah, we we'll, we can go to Biden. I'm I'm looking up a little,
0: a couple more things for both Biden and Trump. Um, I have a couple
2: of things about Biden. Yeah, you know, go ahead, yeah, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Absolutely.
2: <sighs> um, sure. I mean, I I have an article about some things, but one of the things he says is like, I think that unpopular opinion. I think that what, regardless of whether or not someone's racist, I think that Biden is way more. Um, you know, racist. racist. Yeah, I I believe so, especially towards the black community. Um, mm-hmm. especially you know, saying I don't think that uh black kids are just as smart as wh- white kids or poor kids are just as smart as white kids. That's one mm-hmm. thing. Um, uh, some creepy statements that he's made, where he likes when you know people rub his blonde hair down. That's also mm-hmm. an interesting claim that he's made. Um, what else? It, it, the big one was when he said if, if you if you don't vote for me, you're not black. It's just like I have black yeah. friends who vote for Trump proudly because of what he's done for black community, and it's just like you know. Ca- mm-hmm. Stereotyping somebody yeah, yeah. and claiming to be someone that's for racial justice is just two contrary things to me. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, I okay. This is one thing from the debate when he was like, "I'm I'm sure you know about like the Proud Boys because of the debate and stuff." But when he told them to like stand back and stand by, what do you think he was trying to say?
2: Mm-hmm. Um are you are you considering the Proud Boys to be a white supremacist group?
0: I, I definitely like consider them like an extremely far right like neo-fascist just you know, you know that kind of people. Yeah, yeah, but I think we,
2: yeah, we definitely got to talk about that part before we you know mm-hmm. my my idea is I don't think they are cuz you know the founder of it uh, he's not white. It's just like I mean obviously that's not one thing just to justify why they're not mm-hmm. you know all right white supremacists but it's just like I, there's a lot of um What's it called? Information as to why, circulating TikTok, Instagram as to why the Proud Boys Mm -hmm. aren't, you know, white supremacists, neo-fascists. When he said to, you know, stand by and stand back, or stand back and stand by, um, I don't have an idea on that. I don't have a comment on that. I I don't, I'm not, I'm not familiar with when he said that. I'm not that familiar with the Proud Boys. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I wanna be justified in you know, talking do, about yeah. that. Yeah,
0: and I have like a question like for you personally. Do you think uh Trump should have denounced white supremacy outright on during the debate? Didn't he? Do you think Okay, okay. So You he said sure
2: the- and yeah. I mean, how, how many times is he gonna denounce? He denounced it in El Paso, he denounced it in Charlottesville, he denounced it at the presidential debate. It's like how many times is people are people gonna keep asking if he's a white supremacist? Yeah,
0: go ahead, Osma. Um, so, like, what you said, that the Proud Boys aren't, you know, like, directly, you know, racist or anything, I think that regardless of, like, your perception of that, they're known, like, by the general public, they're known for being, you know, like, uh, Sarah said, like, neo-fascists, almost, and like, super alt-right, and, like, have a racist reputation, so by saying stand back and stand by, he's, like, the general public, I think, is not super educated about the Proud Boys, so, like, by saying stand back and stand by, he's sending a message that he is that like he's like oh saying, he's saying like oh stand by because we're going to need you soon like that's what he's saying he's like hold back for now i'm going to call you soon just like because the national um debate that like everyone in the country is watching so I feel like he if he didn't mean that he should have been more careful with his words
2: mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a fair statement uh, i guess it just ties back into the fact that he's this you know white supremacist right because if, if he is, I'd love to talk about it because I, I did a video on it the other the other day. So I'd, I'd love to speak about this subject. I, mean, I don't want to keep my time, but I think that it's a very, very strong term to call somebody a white supremacist. A white
1: supremacist. Okay.
2: Because like, okay. if, if I was called that, I'd be like, well, let me at yeah, least say something I don't about think
0: it. you're a white supremacist. I think you're just a <laughs> conservative person. Cause Thank you for that. That's... <laughs> But I, I do, okay, I would love to talk about like why Trump is a white supremacist or not, but we definitely do have very much overrun our time limit. No, of course, of um, course. We would love to have both of you uh, back for another episode if you guys are willing to do that later on. But um, thank you guys for both for coming. We really enjoyed having this conversation. Definitely. I definitely learned a lot and it was really enlightening. And I had a fun time, so it was great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having us.
2: Yeah, thank you for moderating this. Ozma. thank you for, uh, you know, your uh, viewpoints on it. Really appreciate you know, all of your guys' time on it. So thank you guys for having me. Yeah,
0: yes, it's really course. interesting meeting you too, myself.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Best of luck, guys. All right?
1: All right. Bye. Bye. Guys, bye. Thank you. Bye.